Hello, and thank you for joining us today for conversations and support for targeted individuals. Today is June the 9th, 2019, and I'm your host, Renata. We will uh, open up in prayer and um, we'll move on to a scripture and move on from there. So our Father and our God, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord. We accept this day exactly the way it is presented to us, Lord, knowing that you are in control of all things. You are all seeing, Lord. You are all knowing. You are all omnipotent, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for all your goodness, your graces, and your mercies, Lord, for new mercies every single day, Lord. We say thank you, Lord. We thank you for continuously putting a hedge of protection around us and our loved ones, Lord, as we go about our days, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that we know we have the victory over all things, Lord. We give every single thing that is trying to hold us back, everything that is 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 discouraging us, Lord, everything that is causing fear, Lord, that is causing anxiety. We rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord. We give it all to you, Lord. We cast our cares on you, Lord, because you care for us. And we just thank you, Lord, for everything, Lord. And we know that in the end, we win. In the end, everything is going to work out according to your master plan in our life, Lord. So we ask you to help us to, to, to hold on steadfast and unmovable, Lord, continuing in the faith. And we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. And let me read the scripture. The scripture is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And it says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Now, what I find interesting about this scripture is that it's a path, is plural is pass with an S on the end, which means that we could possibly have more than one path in life. A lot of times you make plans for your life, um, perhaps even when you were a child, you plan to be a doctor, you plan to be a teacher, you plan to be a homemaker, you plan to be a mechanic, you plan to be whatever, and you start along that path, and then the path changes to a whole different path. Now, none of us chose this path. I think that's safe to say. None of us chose the path of being a targeted individual where our lives are disrupted and it, it's, it, everything is just on shaky ground, it just seems like. But this scripture says, if we continue to acknowledge the Lord in all of our ways, that means in the good times, in the bad times, in the insecure times, in the uncertain times, in the times where you feel like ending it all, in the times where you feel depressed, in the times where things are uncertain, you don't know what's going to happen in your life, uh, you're down and out, you're on in, in the worst uh, shape that you've ever been in um, financially or any other way, you're homeless, you're sick, you're whatever. This scripture says, in all thy ways, everything, that's all encompassing, everything, acknowledge him, and he shall, he will direct your path. He will help you out of that situation. He's going to direct you. The Holy Spirit is going to guide you step by step. Amen. I love this scripture. Um, so read this when you get a chance. It's uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And Proverbs is full of wisdom. So you should read Pro Proverbs anyway, okay? Welcome to everyone who has come to the call. If you are new to the call, welcome. Thank you so much for coming. 
Um, I really hope that you feel comfortable here, that you feel supported, that you feel like you um, want to participate in the call, that you feel comfortable enough to share whatever it is that you want to share. Um, for those of you who are returning to the call, thank you as well. Thank you so much for, um, for coming back. Um, I do apologize for not sending out um, an invitation like I normally do every Saturday. I didn't do it because honestly, I didn't think I would do the call today because it's like a super duper lot of stuff going on um, in my life right now. And the targeting is, um, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's high. <laughs> it's very high right now. So I really didn't think that I was going to do the call, but I am here. Amen. And I know that it's God's will that I am here. Um, but at the same time, I did not really prepare because I didn't think I was going to come. So, um, and I came running in the house like five minutes before the, the, the call started. So I do apologize that the invitations did not go out. Um, I will try to do better with that in the future. Um, let's see. I think that is about it for the welcome. If you are not on the distribution for this call, please send me an email, remu2 at hotmail.com, and just ask me to put you on the distribution. And what that will do is to send you um, an invitation every week that gives you all the information for joining the call. That comes in handy, like if the call is going to be at a later time, because today I was going to wait and do it later. Um, and so you'll be notified of that. Or if a call is added during the week, or sometimes I might do one on a holiday, you will know about that because you'll get the invitation. Okay, so remu2 at hotmail.com. All right, questions of the day are just questions that come to my mind during the week or whatever, and I'll jot them down and I'll bring them to this call. Um, and you don't have to answer them. It's just they're just there to uh, generate conversation if you would like to to answer them. Um, otherwise, you can press star two. You can talk about anything you want to talk about. OK. And again, I didn't prepare, so I really don't have any questions. But let me see if I can come up with something. Give me a second. Here's a good one. This is a good one for me. Um, maybe give us a word or a phrase of how you are feeling right now about life, about your targeting experience, about even if it doesn't have to be about targeting. Um, maybe you got a new job or maybe, you know, I don't know, whatever you feel. Um, give us a word or a sentence. Uh, for me, I'm feeling tired, exhausted. Um, I could easily go towards depression if I'm not careful. This is where I am right now in my life, but I'm not going to go in that route, but I, I can, I can, I can slip that way. That's how I feel right now. Um, uh, just because of so much that's going on. Um, but you know, I rebuke that and I'm going to be okay, but I'll just put that question out there for all of you. How, like, how are you feeling about life right now? Because maybe you need so, some support in a certain area. Okay, so that'll be one question. Let me see. Let me see if I can come up with another one.
I think we had this one before, but I'm gonna put out put it out there again. If you could turn back the hands of time and not be targeted, would you be targeted? And why or why not? Now, of course, I don't like the targeting, but I wouldn't change it because if it had to be, you know, either be a target or a perp, I'll, I'd just stay here. <laughs> I would just, I would not, I wouldn't do that. So, okay, let me see if I can come up with one more, one more. A positive one. What makes you smile? What makes you smile? My children. Um, this a lot of people in the TI community make me smile. Like when we, especially since we've been doing the live streams lately, people say someone said something yesterday. It really tickled me, and I forgot what it was. Oh, somebody got mad because we were doing the live stream, and I was at the marina trying to, you know, just be out in nature because I like being out in nature. And people were commenting how how pretty it was there because I was sitting by the boats, the houseboats, and people were able to see the boats and everything. So it was kind of cool. But the reception was really bad there. Now, the reception has always been bad there. I know us TIs think that everything is perfect activity. So I have said um, to the people in the live stream, I said, I think I have to move because um, the reception is bad out here. And somebody on the live stream said, that's not the reception. That's um, that's old perp YouTube perping us. And that just made me laugh because it was not YouTube. It was not. And it was not perp activity because you can't even really make a, a cell phone call in that area. So I know that the signals are weak out there. But that made me laugh. So the TI people in the TI community tickle me sometimes. All right. So those are the three questions. Star two. Or you can talk about anything your heart desires, okay? Okay, I didn't even see who came in first, I think. Okay. Hello. Yeah. Um, hi, Renata. Hey, Jerome. How you doing? I am doing okay. Just um, holy smoly. Yeah. The the questions of the day. Um, I'm not gonna do it in order. Um, what do I feel about life? I think uh, life is awesome. It always is awesome. They're trying to um. You know, they try to lower your life. I, I always end up um, uh, rattling off about it. But they're trying to lower your life. I don't get caught up in their uh, uh, in, in their timing, you know, trying to reduce the life, uh, reduce your joy, whatever, whatever. You know, that's what they're all about. But um, I'm enjoying this life. They, they throw things at me. There was, there was something that was added, um, you know, uh, almost, almost uh, a person who entered my life, but um, it's the more you were, the more you're into this uh, program, the more you can recognize when they throw something at you, when they threw something at me, or so it appears. I don't mm -hmm. want to get all all whacked out, but um, yeah, this, this this person was, uh, you know, it's you 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 want to believe that. Um, you know, the, it's all innocent and it's all, uh, you know, uh, random. But it's it's not. These people, they they engineer situations. They try to engineer situations, uh, you know, for your life. 
and they said well, that uh, you know you, you they want you to bond with that they can use them against you. Um, uh-huh. That's the way it goes. Uh, they they like to use affairs of the heart because we're human beings and we mm-hmm. bond. And you you think you you know you you see someone and there's certain things that you like about them and. Before you know it, you're getting perked. Before you know it, you're getting sl- you're getting messed up and gaslighted, and you don't want to believe it, but it's it's happening. It's true. It's uh, it's in Technicolor. It's in 3D. It's happening. You know. So um, uh, to, to make to make long story short, I cut this person off um, because it was uh, it was it's heading to a situation where uh, it was just it looked like one big setup. So I just dropped the entire thing, and I feel better for it. You know, it was only it was only like a week where I, I met this person, and you know, I tried to uh, try to make it a friendly thing, but you know, the the what's the, the gaslighting started a few days after uh, we were talking and whatnot. So I just I just dropped it. Yeah, they, so they tried to throw circles at you know. Little, little, okay, so uh, wait, 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 Jerome. What happened a few days after you guys started talking? What happened? No, just just bizarre behavior. Oh, you know, just, just bizarre behavior. It was just just not cool, you know. So I just dropped it as quickly as possible because it was heading down a road where it was. It's it was just it was just weird and just very. You creepy. could tell. You could tell she probably was a perp, huh? Yeah, exactly. It's um, yeah. you know, just 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 bizarre behavior, just off the wall, just like what the hell. And you I know, tell you, you what, I tell you what, Jerome, you did yourself a favor by not ignoring that, because some people would ignore that. You know, I, I think they they want us to be so desperate for uh, for company and so desperate to uh, to interact with uh, with another human being that you would actually put on blinders and say, no, it's not really happening, or no, maybe I'm just paranoid. But it's, uh, you know, they, they try to uh, isolate you that when they put someone in your life, you, you'd grab it like a, like a horse uh, eating sugar. You know, they, they want you to be that way. But um, and can I ask you a question, Jerome? Did sure. this person, this person that you that you recently met, did she have any kind of similarities to your girlfriend who you really cared about? Because I think they would probably send somebody, you know, similar. Um, no, this, this lady, she was, she was tall, um, and, uh, not even that, but personality wise or anything that would have attracted she, you. No, uh, she, she, uh, she seemed in need of assistance, you know, and I'm, I'm a little bit of a boy scout. So, um, yeah, the damsel in distress, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, it, it kind of uh, kind of pulled me into her direction, but the bizarre behavior just um, you know you, it it kind of whacks you out because you say oh I really want this to be not not a perp situation like maybe like uh, you know this could be the one one in ten chance that uh, you know this is going to be like a normal and then you just see the bizarre behavior and you just you just got to cut and run because it's. Uh, you know, it can get pretty serious where um, when you're interacting with this person, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just not a nice, uh, it's just not a nice thing to be in, you know. But you see the gaslighting, and they, uh, and you just, you just gotta, uh, you just gotta believe your senses and just, 
just cut it off, and that's that's what I did. Um, I just cut it off. You know, I just I thought there, you know, could what, what would you say be another friend, you know, friendship? But mm-hmm. uh, no, it was all purple-related, so I just said no. Not really worth it. I said, uh, I said, uh, I told her, I said, uh, you know, this is purping and it's not cool. <laughs> no, what you're doing is not right. And I'm done. <laughs> you know? Yeah, good for you. So, yeah, so it's, um, I just, I just stopped that train. I just pumped the brakes and said, no, not going to happen. So, you know, it's kind of disrupting to your life where you think you, uh, you have a friend to talk to and a friend to deal with to go places with and it, it just turned out to be a stinking a stinking scummy uh, uh, perp you know so they, they try to uh, they try to knock your life down but i don't go down that road i don't let them control my rhythm my time my soul my uh my feelings you know it's, they want they want you to be hooked up to, to these people they want them uh, uh to be close to your heart and there are things that are from uh, how would you say it it seems that there's things that you would find uh, uh, like a attractive or you'd find uh, magnetic. You know, they they know your character and they know your they know your background and they know uh, what kind of people you would like to uh, be with or to or to know or to be friends with. So they probably uh, you know get people of that kind of profile. And then you know you get close to them, and then you're, and then you're, if your eyes are open, you start noticing the behavior. It's sometimes it's subtle, sometimes it's just blatant. This girl, it was just blatant. Just what the heck are you dealing with? Like, are you serious right now? You know, it's, it's um just wacko behavior, and your your mouth is hanging open. You're going, oh. Okay. <laughs> You know, but uh, but I just dropped it, and uh, it it feels a little bit. Um, even though it was a week, you're kind of building up your um your your hopes, saying, yeah, maybe maybe this person is going to be like uh, good for my life, but no. Um, but uh, I just keep on keeping on, and uh, I just keep my life good, and uh, you know, I just I just keep my positive my uh, my um my. My uh, my course positive. So you keep your correspondence. What did you say, Jerome? Sorry, what was that? I didn't hear the what? last part of what you said. You said something about correspondence. Yeah, uh, they 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 try to perp me everywhere. I said um, they perp me at the Marshall. They just perp me everywhere. But um, that's their role. You know, they're very, it's grotesque to watch these people. They get such joy out of this, you know. It's, yeah. They're, they're just sick individuals. It's gross. You know, the watch, and they just, Your phone's going in and out, Jerome. Yeah, it's probably, so they're probably in attacking, attacking it. But they're real scumbags. You know, so they they're highly motivated to pull you down. They're highly motivated to get you in a depressed state. You know, they want to knock you down. They want to they they just want you down to zero. You know, they want you to embrace death that they can maybe rip your organs out of you. You know, they they're really grotesque individuals. They're like they're like a demon in human form. It's just 
I I will not let these people win over me and conquer me because I I will not do this. I will not allow them to lower my life. I mean, this person that I met, it's just it's easy to it would be easy to embrace anger and say, "How dare you!" You know, who do you think you are? You know, to try and uh, infiltrate into my life and bring it down. You know, you you want to get in, you want to go there, but you don't want to go there. So you just let it, you just let it slide. You know, just drop these people out of your life. But they're really scummy individuals. It's just gross. You know, and they're highly motivated. They want you down in depression, and they want you to, uh, you know, because I I dipped a little bit because I felt like, oh my God, like really, like uh, you know, who the who the heck? But uh, no, they're gonna bombard you all the time. They got scum all over the place. I don't know where they find these these convicts and these deviants, but they're not nice people. You know, and what, and if you're happy, it bugs them. If you're doing anything good, it bugs them. If you're listening to a music video that bring, brings up your spirit, it bugs them. You know, everything that you do positive bugs them. They just want you ripped down. They want you in. in they want you to be blue. I just. Yeah, I just watch these people, and you know, and then I'm uh, when I was going, uh, you know, places uh, that they, they have their little spies there, and just you just want to throw a rock and hit them in the head. This it's just who the hell are these people? But you notice them, and they just at you all the time. They're spying on you all the time. There are guys like people yeah. around corners all the time, just watching you. It's just gross. So. um I don't know what you're going through, Renata. It sounds like you're going through some stuff too, but um, uh, don't, don't, uh, don't, uh, don't get, uh, don't get uh, sucked down into the current here. This, they know, they know you, and they know your, what you're, uh, you know, you're yeah. Yeah. Your phone cut out again. But I hear you. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna try and send people that you send people that what? Your phone cut out. They're gonna send people that uh, that perp your you know for you know, so the martial arts. Yeah. Yeah. They did today they're doing the car thing. They're doing the card. I don't know if you guys get the erratic driving, but Doing the car thing today. One person like they were gonna run into me head on. You know that kind of stupid stuff. Um, well. Okay, I'm gonna put you on hold, and you can come back because your phone keeps cutting out. So if you want to come okay. back and speak, you can. Okay, thank you, Jerome. Star two, if you'd like to speak, star two. Hello. Hi, Renata. It's Tia. I accidentally typed my name in wrong. <laughs> and I couldn't, um, when I tried to go out and redo it, it, for some reason it didn't let me. So I think I'm look, I look like Tis, T-I-S. <laughs> but um, it's Tia. How are you today? Good. How are you? I am here um i tried to have a really positive day today and i did to some extent but um i was invited to somebody's house 
And I had mm-hmm. originally told the lady I wasn't going to go because I just don't want to deal with stuff. And I had kind of suspected that this person is, um, you know, just, I don't, I don't want to call everybody a perp. I don't even want to live like that or think like that, but sometimes yeah. you're forced to, but anyway, so another friend was like, well, come on and go, go, go. And it kind of happened to be on the way of where I was going anyway. So I ended up stopping by for, but she was like serving breakfast after church. So this mm-hmm. was after church. Um, so all of us who sing together, um, we were all there. And um, I mean, this lady, she, and now that I'm looking back on it, there's so many things that happened at this apartment. Like I can't even, but I, I'm glad I went because I needed to confirm that she mm-hmm. is not, I don't know, she's not who, I don't even know how to explain it, but basically she's sitting there, okay, um, having directed conversation and I'm still new. I consider myself still new because I'm just like a year into finding out about this, that this even exists. Mm-hmm. Um, she started doing directed conversation. And I didn't even think of it at the time because I was kind of just overstimulated, like being there, just trying to keep my watch, like what's going on, who's sitting here, what is that? You know, just kind of like trying to just um, be in the moment because I don't even really go to people's houses that I don't know well. I, I just usually, it's just a flat out no. But right. it's like, uh, I don't want to let this, uh, you know, run my whole life. And I'm not going to. And I really heard, you know, the Lord tell me, you know, under that scripture in Exodus where he says, you're supposed to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and have no other gods before him. And mm-hmm. in some ways, I think, like, over this past year, I have almost let this program become God or, like, my higher mm-hmm. power to where I dictate my life on the program as opposed to wait a minute what would god have me do not what you know i mean i know we have to be wise and we can't just go out and do anything but i need to think first and foremost what would the lord have me to do you know right. so i think with right. people it's like i'm gonna go another scripture paul said if anybody invites you to go go ahead and go but if they do certain things and at that point you need to back up and say well i can't do that and that's that's i don't remember which scripture but it's in the new testament so i know paul what you're talking about piece, yeah that one so I decided to go. I wasn't gonna. I'm not. I wasn't gonna eat anything. I had my own coffee. I'm just gonna go and be social. She started talking about, and I, I don't want to even say um, specifically on the call what she was talking about because, you know, people. I don't want to offend anybody, but basically, she was saying that she hates the type of a certain type of person, and I'm that type of person. And it's like, oh. <laughs> you, you know, like she kept going on. Oh, I'm really trying to get the Lord to help me because I just hate. Blah, blah, blah. I can't stand these people. And and I'm just sitting there like, okay, first of all, she's in mixed company right now. She doesn't even know who all is. This is what I was thinking at the time. I'm thinking she doesn't even know who's who in here. Like we are pretty much strangers. We just sing together. Like we don't know each other on that personal level for her to be bold enough in this, this like how many of us was there was like one, two, three, there was about eight, eight or nine of us there. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, why would she just be going on and on about this when she doesn't know people like that? Like, she doesn't know who's told, she doesn't know who she's offending. But then after I got home, and that's not all that happened. Uh, her, I don't know if it was her roommate, I don't know who the person was, kept walking past me, walking past me, walking past me. She touched me. She just doing all just extra. And no, I'm like, no, I had no. never seen this. Hold, hold on to you. So that was two separate people or the same person? Yes. Yeah, there was somebody else that lived there that I didn't know. This lady wow. came out of a room. Mm-hmm. She came out of a room. And she kept um, coming in, going out, but she kept coming past me. 
And at one point she put her hand on my back and I'm just like, seriously? And I, you know, I, I don't know. So anyway, and then at the end, um, when I was getting ready to leave, because I just, I was done. Like, I'm like, oh, I was here. I was social. I'm ready to go. I nice. I said, thank you. And I got up to leave. And so she goes, oh, you got to give me a hug before you go. And let me walk you out. I got to let you in the elevator. And then she's like, okay. So I'm like, okay. So I go down to the first floor, right? She's like, no, go up. You go up to the garage and you do this, this, and this, and this. And so then the ele- I go in the elevator and I go up. Like, and I'm thinking, but I came up when you're, when you come up somewhere to get out, you go down, right? Right. <laughs> not up. So I go up and then it takes me to some place that's not even a garage. Basically, just the whole setup of this place is like a maze. I could not find my way out. Could not find my way out. And, uh, but, I, but I didn't go, like, I immediately, when I saw that I didn't know where I was, I found some stairs and started going down. I just started traveling down, down. And so then I see the skeletal roommate. This lady looks like a walking skeleton, and I'm not kidding. This is the roommate, the one I had never seen before. And, mm-hmm. and she's the one that kept walking past me. And, you know, I, I don't think it's a situation where she was in chemo or anything because she had a full head of hair, you know, other than just being very skeletal, she looked normal. Um, mm-hmm. And she didn't appear sick. You know, she was walking well. She, you know. But um, so she she sees me and she's like, Oh, wait, wait for me. Don't, don't, I'll come. I'll let you out. We'll get on the elevator together. And I'm like, Oh, I'm not getting, these elevators were tiny. I'm like, first of all, you're a stranger. You've been walking past me, touching me, doing extra, like extra, extra. I'm not going to get in the elevator with you. <laughs> and, now, and, and now all of a sudden she's out there where you are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So mm-hmm. she's like, wait. And I'm like, Nope, just show me the way out. She's like, no, I have to go with you. And I'm like, so then I saw a gate in the back that led out to the beach. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go out through the beach. She's like, no, you've got to have a key to come back toward the street. And I'm like, no, I, you know, I live in this city. I know that if I walk, eventually I'll see some stairs that'll lead up to the street that I, that I don't have to come back to your courtyard or your apartment, you know. She's like, no, wait. I'm like, thank you. And I found the gate leading out to the beach. And I just went out on the sand and went down the pike path until I found some stairs and went up the stairs. And the stairs actually ended up letting me out on the street exactly by my car, which was just a blessing. Good but I'm like, First of all, where did she try to send me to upstairs to a garage? That didn't even make sense. Um, secondly, why did this other woman end up out there with me? You know, I, it was just weird. But I think the weirdest part of it was the fact that um, the, the host went on and on. Right on. When I say on and on, she went on and on and on about a certain type of person that she hates. And I'm that type of person. And I was like, should I tell her or should I not? <laughs> I'm like, well, um, it sounds like it was awesome perp activity, so it would not have helped you to um, to tell her, but that was rude. Like you said, it was mixed company. So you're saying, like, say, for instance, if she was saying um, quiet people, like, I hate quiet people. Quiet people do this or that. It, it was like that? Yeah, or like, like gay or something like that, which uh, that's yeah. not it, but I'm just saying it would be like on that level. Right. It's that that's personal, so like. Isn't that rude? I'm just like, oh, so now um, I'm just like, do I want to? And she's the leader of this little singing group. And the, the three, the four, it's four, four normal people that, that don't really, they don't seem like perps at all. They seem really nice that are in the group. They're moving away. And the only people that are going to be left will be like four of us. One, two, three, five of us. And three out of the five are definitely perps. They, well, they act, I won't say they are, but they act like perps. And I'm like, do I even want to stay? I don't even think I want to do it anymore. But again, I need to pray because I cannot even let my fear or the program or perks, I cannot put them before God. Like, I have to know what God wants me to do. I can't just do something because I want to do it. And then secondly, 
I did keep thinking back on the breakfast and I thought about the blessings. I'm still glad I went because I got to sit next to an 85-year-old woman who looked 60. I could not believe it when she told me her birthday was this past week and she's 85. Wow. And she talked about how, you know, how she stays healthy, how she stays young. Um, and she was telling me that she lost her mother 35 years ago and um, how she still misses her. And, you know, I lost my mom two years ago. And sometimes it just feels like you just can't do it. You know, you can't go on oh, and be okay. I'm sorry. But to see her, you know, going, she said 35 years and she still mourns. And I said, okay, well, then I'm normal then because it's only been two for me. And she said it's been 35 for her and she still mourns. But to look at her, you just see a very healthy, vibrant woman that you would never guess is 85. Never. She's not feeble at all. I wow. mean, sharp mind. Yeah, it was crazy. I, I would have put her in her 60s, maybe early 70s, maybe. But I thought she was sisters with her. One of the ladies there was her daughter, one of the ones that, that doesn't act like a person. Um, it was her daughter. I thought I thought they were sisters all this time, but it's mother, daughter, and then her son-in-law, and then her other daughter. But um, So I got to sit in here, you know, that to me, she didn't know she was giving a testimony, but she was giving me her testimony. Like, you can be okay. You can get beyond this. You can live past this. You can, you know, you, you can yeah. be okay. And so... Anyway, that was the blessing, and also the blessing that I didn't just say, you know what, I'm just going to come home and go in my house and close the door, because I really think that the enemy, which is Satan, we know that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, even though it is for mm -hmm. people, it's really Satan behind all this. This is, this is all so demonic and so diabolical. It's from the pit of hell. This whole program is Oh, yeah. Um, That's for sure. So I cannot let the enemy, you know, run my life, you know, by the grace of God. I just have to ask myself, and this just came to me today, like, how am I putting this program before God sometimes? And that's not, that's not okay. That's really not okay. And so I talked to another TI yesterday who, well, she told me she's a TI. I'm going to go ahead and believe her. She told me she was a TI. She didn't really, I mean, she sounded so happy and so, it's hard to believe that she, but, but what she was telling me, she was like, um, you have to just be, you know, just, she didn't say have to, but she said, my advice is to just be kind, be nice to everybody, because mm -hmm. if you are mean to someone because you think they're a person and they turn out not to be one, wouldn't you feel horrible? And I'm like, yeah. And then she's mm -hmm. like, but at the same time, if they are a person and you're nice to them, what harm does it do? And I'm like, okay. But it's kind of the same thing with being invited somewhere. If I'm invited somewhere and somewhere God wants me to go, and maybe he has somebody for me to minister to, or me to be ministered to like I actually was, in spite of the perping, I was still ministered to by the other ladies. If it's God inviting me to go and I just say no because the program, you know, I'm going to be perfect. That's not how I want to live, you know. And if I do go and get perfect, I can get up and leave. And I don't have to, you know, uh, right. go the direction. I can get out the back gate and go on the beat just like I had to do at the end, you know. But but I have to, just have to make sure that I'm not making this program my God with a little G. You know what I'm saying? So Right. That's that, true. That's all. I want to say it. And sometimes, you know, I, I apologize. Sometimes I, I am. Like, I'm just stressed out. I'm freaked out. I don't know who to trust. I, you know, I'm just, I'm just scattered. But um, it feels like little bit by little, it's getting a little bit better as far as the fear. Like just, <clears throat> you know, the Bible says we walk by faith, not by, it doesn't say we walk by fear, we walk by faith. And so your question, if I had to go back, would I be a PI? My answer, heck to the no. I would not <laughs> ever choose this. No, there is no way I would choose this. Yeah. But yeah, at the same time, I have never prayed so much in my life. I have never had to walk by faith 
so much in my entire yeah. life as I do now. So I'm grateful that I'm learning that. But no, if I had a choice, and my sister was complaining when I saw her about a month ago, and I was like, sis, let me tell you something about her, her cross and her burdens that she's going through. I said, you know, we don't get to choose our cross. Jesus said you will deny yourself, take up your cross. And, you know, there's a psalm that used to sing, um, you know, will Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No, there's a cross for everyone and there's a cross for me. And, you know, it's like you don't get to choose your cross. You don't. I would not. This is a cross that we have to care that we have been it's been put on us. I would not choose this though. No. Mm-mm. Nope. When I was sitting there in the breakfast listening to other people talk and they, you know, they were they were laughing and they were free and they were talking. I was like, how long has it been since I've felt like that? Like just felt like a normal yeah. where I could just laugh. Yeah. I I was a little jealous of the people who were there just having it. They didn't have to worry about if they were being perked or not. They were just having a good time. You know, so anyway, that that's all I wanted to say. Um, I do appreciate this call. I really look forward to it. And um, yeah, uh, well, there is one more thing. So when I get got home, I have so many perps in my neighborhood that is, I mean, people that act like perps. So there's this one guy. He lives in a, <clears throat> a house. I live in an apartment. So he's one of the many that synchronized with me and whatnot. So I got home from all that, and I parked, and I was sitting there gathering my stuff and I had to park in but street parking is really bad. So I had to park in front of his house. And when I looked over there, he wasn't there, right? So of course mm-hmm. by the time I turn around and get my stuff together and get there and I've had noise campaigns going on all afternoon with this place playing loud music. Anyway, so anyway, so um so I look out I no, I go open my door to get out and when I get out and look that way, he has come out and sat on his porch and just sitting there staring at me. And I oh, like, wow. my phone I get my phone, I start talking in the phone and recording him. And then I say, you know what? Sometimes I just can't hold it in. I have to confront these people. But I try to do it in a way to where I'm not being conversational. So I walk over to him and I said, excuse me, sir. Um, do you know, you know, I know you live in this Do you know if they have like community core, you know, uh, neighborhood watch? Like, are you involved in anything like that in this neighborhood? Or do you know if it's in this? And he looked at me. Mm, like, he didn't expect he, that. No, no. He gave me the most blank look, like like a deer caught in the headlights. Because I, I asked him, are you in Citizens Corps or Citizens on Patrol or Neighborhood Watch? And he <laughs> looked at me. And then he said, and then I said, and then he goes, uh, no. And he started laughing. He started oh, laughing. Wow. I a nervous joke. laugh, though. A nervous laugh. Though. Yeah, it was a very weird, and it was almost demonic. It was just, his face didn't look right. <clears throat> he started laughing. And I'm like, because a lot, I said, oh, I said, because a lot of people in this neighborhood, they act like, like kind of stalkerish and they, they, they follow and they watch you all the time. I said, I'm sure they're, mo-. I said, oh, by the way, I'm doing a documentary on the neighborhood because I was holding my phone up, clearly recording it, clearly, you know, clearly. I wasn't trying to hide the phone. Um, oh. I was, and I am, I'm doing a documentary. I mean, all kind of crazy stuff. There's a store across the street for me that's been there since the 60s. All of a sudden now they open up every morning at the same time I walk my dog. And so I went over there and interviewed him oh. and I'm like, Excuse me, I've been living here for two years. Why is the store open every morning now? He's like, oh, I don't know. The owner decided to start opening it at this time. And I'm like, well, because I thought he was the owner. And I'm like, well, why did you? He's like, oh, I'm not the owner. He's like, I said, well, how long have you been working here? He's like, six months. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's about right. They would have placed someone here at about. But it's just crazy in this neighborhood. I'm just, I am, I'm doing a documentary. I'm documenting all the strange goings on that I get. But yeah, he he just did not know what to do with that question. And so then I crossed the street and come up into my area, my courtyard, and the other person that's always out there. He happened at that very moment to be coming out with his trash, to take out the trash. 
And this mm. man has hurt me. He sat outside on the front on the on the steps in front of my house. He lives upstairs. He has no business sitting in front of my door. And I'm like, excuse me, why are you sitting there? I'm your neighbor. And I was like, so why are you why are you sitting there? So I come in the house and I go look out the kitchen window. As soon as I came in the house, he got up and went upstairs. So wow. he was just sitting to be there when I came home. So when I came home from dealing with the other guy, he was just so happened to be bringing out his trash at that exact moment. I'm telling you, the synchronizing and the facts they do over here is just ridiculous. It's, it's really yeah. ridiculous. But yeah, anyway, they're really big on that. I'm sorry that you're going through all of that. One thing that came to mind when you were talking about um, the people who you sing with and you made the comment, I don't know if I you know, want to continue with them. That's one of the ways that they get us to kind of start to isolate ourselves. So I would say really think about that and pray about that because, you know, they're trying to get you to quit something that you enjoy, which is your singing. Right. And I've you held know? on by dreams. Yeah. Yeah, because they're always going to send the infiltrators in or, or they're going to use some people who are already in there to, you know, start to perp you so that you no longer are interested. Right. Well, no, I'm interested. It's just like, I don't know. <laughs> like this lady, if she hates me, you know, and it's just going to be me, her, and two other people, and three other, me, her, and three other people, it's just like, I don't know. I want to be that close, you know, I don't know. But I'm going to pray about it. I am because end of the day, I'm only living for one thing, and that's to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. So I cannot that's let, good. I think like this whole program, the devil's plan, the enemy's plan is to get us to not hear those words and to have to hear the other words, which is, depart from me, I never knew you. And, you know, like I said many times, I just, I cannot, I cannot be a person that hears that. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. I have to really pray and say, God, what do you want me to do? Like, let me consult you and do your will, your will and not mine be done. So I am going to pray about it. And I'm not saying I'm going to drop out. I'm just saying it's interesting that. The good people always seem to leave. <laughs> the normal people, yep. my job is the same way. All the normal people have been transferred out or left. And now you got a bunch mm -hmm. of people that act the same. They act, act the same. They point the phones. They crowd. They, you know, they get up close in your personal space. They just, that kind of stuff, you know. And how, how does it happen that all the good people, <laughs> you know, the good people just, they leave. And I'm like, dang, you know, it's just disheartening. <clears throat> yeah, it is. I, I totally understand what you're saying. And what happened yesterday, if you don't mind sharing, because you said something happened. Wait. Um, With the guy, the tall guy? The... Oh, no, that was actually on Friday when that happened. But oh, I was still right. yesterday. Yeah, so he came. We were, uh, oh, so first of all, I have a bike. But me and my granddaughter, we ride our bike. And um, I happened to have her on Friday unexpectedly. I didn't know I was going to be babysitting, but I was needed. So, of course, I'm going to say yes. So, she, we, she gets over here. She wants to go bike riding. So, say, okay, I'm tired. But I'm like, but you know what? If it's going to help get some energy burned off, let's do it. So, we go out to ride. And all of a sudden, my bike is making a loud clank, 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 which it never was doing. It's a new bike. It shouldn't be doing that. Like, it wasn't doing it last week. I've only had it for maybe a week and a half, two weeks at the most. Not even that. Not even a week, like you know, and I've ridden it like three or four times, and it but all of a sudden it was just bang, bang. I'm like, oh boy, I'm like, well, there's a bike shop not far, let's ride over to the bike shop. So we get over to the bike shop and go in there, and the guy is you know working on the bike, and we're looking at other bikes, and all of a sudden the place is empty, 
except for there had been one guy sitting at the bar, but then he let, they have like a little bar that you can sit there and watch him work on the bike. But he left, or either he worked there, he got up and started work. I don't know, but, but there was a point where there was nobody in the store, except for me and my granddaughter, as far as customers. So this guy, this tall guy comes in, and he has a skateboard under one arm, and he is talking on the phone, a very obviously fake conversation. I know fake conversation. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm here to, he, this is what he's saying in this phone. Yeah, I came over here to get a bike for my wife because um, I saw one here and I'm interested in looking for a bike for my wife. Like, he just kept saying he was there for a bike for his wife. And I could just tell there was nobody he was talking to because when you're talking to somebody, you'll stop and listen to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, he just kept mm -hmm. saying, I'm here to get a, and so then I saw him, like, point his phone towards us. And towards my granddaughter, I'm like, come on, honey. And I, I was talking to her. Now, if he was in this conversation, he shouldn't have been hearing me because I didn't say it loud. I was talking to her in a normal, low voice. I'm like, come on, over here. He says a fake conversation. He's like, what did you say? You said huh? I'm having a fake conversation. And, and so then I'm like, oh, my gosh. He got behind us. He's like, what are you talking to me? You don't know me. To and he's walk, talking to me just like that. And I'm walking by my hands on my granddaughter, and I'm trying to get her away from him. Because now I realize this guy is a nutcase. He is a yeah. nut. And so we walked towards the, where the people were working on the bike. And I'm like, excuse me, excuse me. I don't know this man. Can you please call 911? He's yelling at me. I don't know him. And they looked up, and it was like three guys there. They were all employees there. And they're just like looking mm -hmm. at him. And he's like, oh, no, who do you think you are? I said, I was talking to my granddaughter, but you were talking about me. Now, what happened to his conversation he was having, right? Right, I'm a right. collector. This is what he says. I'm a collector of bikes. I'm in here to collect the bike. What do you think I'm in here for? Da, da, da. Now, remember, he said he was in there to get a bike for his wife. Now, all of a sudden, he's a bike collector. And oh, so he wow. did it. So I just said, I didn't look at him. I just kept looking at the guy behind the register going, call 911. I don't know this man. Call 911. I don't know this man. And so he just started, kept huffing and puffing. And then finally, he walked toward the door. And then he came back over there and said to the guy, do you have a card or something? I can have a card so I can call you. And when he, when he did that, that's when I took my phone out. But um, after he left, um, I asked the guys, I was like, do you, they were like, oh, they were like, you did the right thing to just stay quiet. I'm like, you guys know him? Is he a bike collector? They're like, no, we've never seen him before. He's never been in here before. He had said, wow. oh, he's been biking there. They're like, no, we, he's never, we've never seen him before. The whole thing was just a mess, okay? Um, it was, I don't know, it was just, I didn't expect him to be listening to me because supposedly he was talking on his phone. So he really should not have heard my comment to her, come on, let's go, that's a big conversation. <laughs> that's what I said to her. Because, yeah. you know, I, and I probably, I don't want to scare her, so I got to be careful. But she's a tough little girl. She she was fine. She wasn't shaking. She didn't cry. She. It seems like every time we go out now, something weird happens, you know. Last week, we went to the park, and a lady, my granddaughter was on the swing, swinging, just like a normal kid will swing, and this lady let her little bitty baby, he was maybe one or two, walk in front of the swings where the kids were swinging. Oh, and no. And the man, he was telling her, he was like, come get your baby. So she comes over there, and she grabs her kid, and then she directs him towards my granddaughter and lets him go. I'm like, and I'm standing there in shock, like, what is this woman doing? And before I could do anything, he runs right under there and gets pummeled. My granddaughter's feet pummeled him, you know, because I didn't have time to react because his mother was standing right there. She was literally standing right there and let that happen. She and wasn't a 
put her child in jeopardy like that? That's terrible. A, yeah, she was willing to put her child to have the street theater. Yep. And so uh, then my granddaughter, I stopped the swing and my granddaughter got off and my granddaughter, she actually tried to stop herself and she fell off. She fell off because she didn't want to kick the, so she was trying to stop herself, but you can't stop a swing. Her feet don't even touch the ground. There's no way she can stop the swing. But she ended up yeah. falling off. And then so the lady's got her hand on my granddaughter. Are you okay, honey? I said, listen, your child is there hurt. Touch your own, see about your own child. Why are you, your baby is hurt. He got kicked in the face. And she was so busy trying to, oh, honey, rubbing my granddaughter's leg. I'm like, look, put your hands on your own child. You know, why? Yeah. I mean, it was bizarre. It was just so bizarre. It, so it seems like they like to do that uh, touching tactic with you and your granddaughter. That's a oh, tactic yeah. oh, when they call the that touching. And you know, those little touches sometimes turn into little hits, too. <laughs> no, I haven't experienced it. I have experienced it, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's, yeah. it's, from, it's from the enemy. We re I have to keep remembering, there is a deem there is a enemy that we have on this. No, who else could think of this? This is diabolical. It's just, it's so demonic. But yeah, so yeah, yeah so the touching, like today the lady did, I mean, I get that a lot, you know, and I just pray, Lord Jesus, hold me together. You know, I, I don't feel like I want to react or anything like that. I don't feel, you know. Well, because it's just not and because then, I know I mean, what it is. Sound like they're working on your granddaughter too, because something like that could really traumatize her. Or I she just could have it's, it's not your fault, honey. I told her it's not your fault. I said that is a bad mom. The mother let him go. She she had already um the man that was pushing his child was like, Come, you know, you need to get him, you need to get him. Because he was actually pushing his kid at the moment. I wasn't pushing my granddaughter. I had been pushing her, but I had stopped and come around the front of her and I was just kind of standing there. I forgot. I don't remember what I was doing, but I wasn't pushing her anymore. She was just coasting. You know how they, they'll keep going after you're done pushing them. But the other yeah. man that was pushing his, his child was telling her, get the kid, get your, get the kid, get the kid. And uh, so she did grab him. And I thought, okay, okay, she's going to hold on to him. No, she let, she turns him facing towards him and then lets him go again. And he runs straight for my grand. I'm just like, what kind of mother would do that? And I'm, I, I say, I took out my phone at that point. I'm like, ma'am, I have never seen a mom that would put their child in danger. I'm like, you need to get, put your hands on your own child. Your child just got, you know, pummeled by a swing and you were standing, she was standing right there. I'm just like, what kind of, and then eventually she, you know, looked embarrassed and she grabbed him and then they went and got in the car and she drove off. But, um, yeah. That was on purpose. I mean, there was no, I don't understand how that could, like, you're standing right there and you're going to let your child, uh, I, the only thing I could think of is street, it's just street theater. It was just street theater. Like, yeah. that's what I, that's not normal. You wouldn't, you wouldn't risk your child, uh, get, I mean, goodness, if he would have got kicked in the head, he could have died or something. I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't understand this, Renata, I'm telling you, but it seems like every time we go out, and I just kept telling my granddaughter, honey, it, it wasn't your fault. It was that mom's fault because she should hold on to her toddler. You don't let a toddler run willy nilly all over a park. Pretty big park right. with a lot of people. You stay close to your, but she was close. She was actually right there, which is what I still don't understand why she would let him run directly under the swings. It doesn't even make any sense, but that's what she did. And, um, so you just have to expect the unexpected with this thing when you go out. I mean, anything could happen. I just plead the blood of Jesus. I make the sign of the cross. I say in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and I have to go about my business because what else are you going to do? Barricade yourself in the house, you know? 
joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there's the noise campaigns when you do that and synchronizing when every time you come and go. So it's, it's really no way to, um, you know, avoid everything. You avoid as much as you can, but I'm not going to keep my granddaughter a prisoner in the house because of these people. I'm just not going to do it. And don't stop but spending I, time with her either because they'll, they'll try to get you to stop spending time with her. But you should. Well, well, yeah, I don't get, to, I don't spend, I don't see her that much as it is. So no. I, you know, when I do get the chance to see her, I, I want to. And, you know, so anyway, that's, that's what happened. And I just pray that I don't see that guy ever again, though. It's really weird because a lot of these people, except the ones that live around me, I never see them again. I'll see them once and I won't see them again. It's always somebody different, but the behavior is similar. Because, like, right after that tall guy left, that the guy with the skateboard at the bike shop, the bully, he mm-hmm. was clearly just bullying. He was very, he was very much a bully. Right after he left is when the crowd came in, the mob. I mean, that place got so packed that we literally, excuse me, excuse me, to get out. I'm like, and then yeah. one guy just came in and was sitting there with his cell phone. By he kept walking around us slowly, and then he just stood by the door and watched us with his phone out. And he didn't. He didn't talk to us. He didn't want anything. He wasn't. I don't know what he was doing there. Um, at least the others came in with with questions like, "Oh, we were wondering about you know." And they talked. This guy was just just standing there, just you know. So that that happens well, all the time too. Okay, but yeah, you you definitely seem like you're getting a a lot of um, stalking and harassment. Yeah, it's been going on for years. I just didn't know what it was. I didn't know that I didn't know that there was fusion centers and you know lists that they put your name on as a terrorist or whatever they do to you know that has the neighbor. I really believe it's like the neighborhood watch because whatever neighborhood I go in, it's different people. You know what I mean? Like if I'm in a different neighborhood. It is, different yeah. It, yeah, they're definitely involved. They're not the only group, but they are involved. Yes. Is it all groups? Like, do you think it's like Citizens Corps, Citizens on Patrol, Neighborhood Watch? Um, yeah. Do you think police. individuals do or just yeah. police, fire, ambulance? I mean, there's a bunch of different groups. Masons. You know, some of but your you local. But are individuals? Do they recruit individuals to do this fusion center program crap? I think so. Yeah, I think there yeah. is an application process. You mean like individual people? Yeah. Yeah, just like individual people that are not a part of neighborhood watch and stuff. Yeah, some I of the think so. Seem kind of young. Yeah, I definitely think so. Well, Even I'll tell you, I two, know. Mm-hmm, go ahead. No, but I know um, I've seen a lot of strange behavior with security guards. A lot. Like, if I'm at somewhere, a security guard will just pull up out of nowhere and park next to me and come in. Like, I was at Burger King. And, you know, he just pulled up next to me, came in. I was in the restroom. He was looking around. And then when I came out, he asked people, can I go to the restroom? And then he went to the restroom. And then when I left, he left. And he didn't order anything. He didn't. And this happens all the time with security guards. If I'm at a store, they'll come stand by my car, like I'm in the parking lot. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you just sit there, just get a breather. They'll come and stand by my car. It's just really yeah. weird. It it's is. really weird. You guys, you just mentioned the bathroom. Be careful with those bathrooms that anybody could go in. I forget what they call Why? Uh, family rooms or whatever they call them, because you know a lot of these um, restrooms now it's it's for men or women or children. Right. Like they don't, which I don't think that's cool. But if there's like one that's a one stall, um, 
say like at some restaurants, you may go into the bathroom and it's just like one stall in there. Be careful with those because several times I've had like men just try to come in there. And oh my gosh, are you serious? Yeah, several times. This happened several times. And because there's not a gender on the door, you know what I mean? Or it's for oh. all genders. Yeah, so be very careful with those because they, and, and each time it was a perp. It was definitely a perp each time. But they're just like standing out there, rattle the door and, you know, that kind of stuff. And then you open the door and there's a man standing there. Yeah, but wait a minute. When you open the door and there's a man standing there, is he in an enclosed area? You know how there's a, a stall within the bathroom? Or is it... No, I'm bathroom? not even talking about that kind. But but they do have those where the men can come in those now, too. Some of them. Um, but uh, I'm not even talking about that kind. I'm talking about, like, I think we were at, like, a Subway restaurant or something. And so they okay. had a... But it was only one stall in there. Okay. So you have to wait for the next person to come out. And then you, you when you lock it, it says occupied or whatever. Those kinds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's a little safer. The ones where they come inside and then you're in the stall and you can't see who's outside. You know, that's worse. That's true. Because you're in, the, you're in the stall. You can't see who's coming and going. And now anybody can come and go, you know? Yeah. So. Well, I'm sorry that you're going through all of that, but it sounds like you're handling it well. By the so grace of God, Renata. By the grace yeah. of God. So I'll go ahead and yeah. listen. I know other people probably want to talk. I want to hear others. Okay, and you can speak again if you like. Okay, thank you. Right. Thanks. Okay, star two. If you would like to speak, star two. Otherwise, this will be a short call. Hello. Hello, Renata. This is T. Hi, Hello. T. How are you? I'm good. Um, I called in, I guess, a few weeks ago um, talking about the fact that I believe I became a perp um, in the workplace in New York City. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so I just wanted to talk about, I guess, a lot of the harassment I get is like mobbing in the workplace because I'm still working in the city system mm -hmm. um, and community harassment. Um, so a lot, so like crowding and mobbing, I get a lot of number harassment, color harassment, mimicry, um, mostly like, you know, all this psychological stuff. Um, right. do, doppelgangers of like people from my life, like deceased, my deceased father. So like the month that he passed, and they did this last year, it's like the whole month, they're doing all this street theater of, you know, basically references to him. So, like, when he, he was sick and he had to get a transplant, so he had to wear, um, like, the medical mask, you know, because your immune system is, like, zero when you get a transplant. Um, so, like, all of a sudden, you know how they do, it's like all this stuff they keep, you know, all of a sudden there's, like, a million people around you wearing medical masks. Um, also, he used a cane. Um, so then all of a sudden it's like, oh, all these people crossing my path with, you know, canes. And um, a lot of doppelgangers I get to are like, so it's not just deceased people, but people in my life where I've had like negative, you know, things yeah. happen or whatever, because I think they just, mm -hmm. just want to fill your head up with negativity. 
even if it's something from, you know, years ago that it's like, you don't, you know, it's not the same thing. It's not, you know, it's not a negative thing so much or whatever. It's just like, it's just a thing that happened in life, but it's like, they're very repetitive with stuff. I noticed that. Um, Cause it's like, then on one hand, I think they're just trying to generally fill your head with negativity. Mm-hmm. And I think they're also trying to mess with memory and having you create negative attachments to things that weren't necessarily ne- negative or as negative as, you know, you didn't place that much negativity on it. But it's, I think with the repetition, they try to force it, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. so that you really look at it as, in a negative light, just, you know, so that you generally just have negative thoughts all the time. Um, and I get a lot of noise harassment from law enforcement, fire, um, you know, with the sirens. It's like they do stuff to the sirens to, like, elongate the sound and just make it really annoying. Um, also in, like, in the... Um, Apartment. So I, I think I mentioned before that I moved. So, and they just, you know, started back up again um, where I moved. Uh, where I lived before, I lived with a relative. So um, there was a lot of harassment there, and it, and the surveillance is still there because that person still lives there. And they had moved these people in next door for the noise harassment. Um, so I was getting it from next door, above, um, and then um, the same weekend that I moved to my apartment, those people mm-hmm. moved out. <laughs> I was oh, like, wow. okay. So I'm like, I really believe those people, they brought them in for the purpose of noise harassment because my, my bedroom was like right next to their kitchen, and I was like, okay. I happen to know how the apartment is laid out because – that was a, I was a part of that community for a long time, basically mm-hmm. grew up there. And I've known people that lived in the apartment before, so I've been in that apartment. <laughs> so I'm like, these people are spending a lot of time in their kitchen. I know it's the kitchen. Generally, I think people don't spend that much time in the kitchen. But because my bedroom was there, they were there like all day, <laughs> you know, um, or in the night, whatever I was working, but, you know, making noise. Um, so, and then also above, too. Um, so I guess I, I wanted to address something that happened to me this week, similar with the, the kids. Um, it really disturbs me generally that you can get people to do this to other human beings. But when I see people use their children in it, it really, like, boggles my mind. So I had a situation where I was exiting a building. I was going uh-huh. through a revolving door. And the, there's also, you know, a disabled um, ramp. So this young lady had a baby in, like, the carrier. And she was going through the revolving door as I was entering. And I'm like, okay, this is not a revolving door where you can have, like, two or three, or, you know, the big ones, people in one like, this is just single person. And I thought it was really dangerous. I'm like, why would you bring the baby through, 
you know, because there's, there's a reason why. So I, I also get a lot of harassment with the baby strollers, shopping carts, all this stuff, like people pushing things in your way to basically try to, you know, um, I guess trip you or try to create a, a confrontation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, wow, this is, okay, this is too much. So then when I exited the building, finally, you know, when I, when I got through the revolving door to outside, there was a woman behind her. I thought maybe it was her mother. She, so she had a baby stroller, and she was going in the revolving door too. And I'm like, I had to say something. I normally don't. I was like, I can't even deal with these people. But this, I was like, I was like, lady, I think it would be, you know, safer for you to go over there. The ramp is right there. I was like, you look silly. And then she just started laughing. I'm like, who puts a baby in a revolving door in the stroller? Like, so many things could go wrong. And I was like, the baby's hands can get caught. I mean, things can happen to adults in there. So the fact that she would take the risk of putting the baby, I was like, the baby carrier was one thing, but then right behind her was with the, um, you know, the stroller. I was like, oh, wow, you really want to harass me that bad that you're going to put these babies at risk going through a revolving door when there's a, you know, a door right over there. There's a ramp right there. So, Isn't that sad that, how, how, how they will put their children? Tia was just describing I know, how I, the lady put her child in, in harm's way. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Now, there, there was, I had another situation actually this, this week or last, well, no, last week, I guess, with children. Now, I'm not sure if there was a situation here because so I get, like I said, I get the community harassment. So, you know, I come, I come in the store, security's popping up all of a sudden, or, you know, employees are there, or, you know, wherever I go to an aisle, there's an employee always there, you know. So yeah. um, I was, so I get this in the supermarket too, you know, employees there, whatever. Um, so I was minding my business, you know, on the line, uh, about to pay for my groceries. And I had my shopping cart behind me, I guess. Um, so, you know, I was already in the line and put my stuff, um, about to put my stuff on the, the conveyor belt. Shopping cart was behind me. And I, I wear my headphones, like, all the time because I get a lot of directed conversation, and it's just, you know, I need to block it out. So I, um, so a little girl, apparently I guess she walked into my shopping cart because mm-hmm. all of a sudden I heard, you know, her crying, and then, like, I turn around, and the employee that was, you know, over by the next, like, line or whatever, all of a sudden, she's standing directly behind me in the line, and, well, behind the girl, and you know, behind me, and she's just standing there, and I'm looking like, I don't know, now, her mother was in a line that was on the other side, and I think she was a perp, so I was like, I can't, I don't want to believe that she had her daughter, like, walk into the shopping cart purposely, but I don't know. I mean, I can't. These people are, like, cuckoo. So who knows, you know, what it is because there's a constant, um, you know, like, antagonistic type thing to, like, try to get you engaged in something negative, I think, to the point where, you know, security might have to, to, to get involved or police or something like that. Like, I get that constantly. Like, they're just basically fabricating all these little street, you know, street theater things so, to the point to where, you know, 
I would maybe have to come in contact with a security or a police officer or something. So I just stood there. I turned right back around because I was like, I'm not even saying anything or whatever because I'm like, my shopping cart was, was still. I didn't move it. I'm here minding my business. I got my headphones on, and I'm looking forward because I'm about to pay for this stuff. And she just kept crying, crying, crying. And the mother was on the other – she was on the opposite. So basically I'm in the middle, right? The employee was on one side, and then the mother was on the other side, the other line. So I'm like, did y'all set this thing up? And I'm like, would you tell your daughter to walk into my car? Like, I just – I was like, I don't want to believe that, but – this whole thing is so unbelievable that you just don't know what people will do. And then later on in the week, that situation happened with the revolving door. So I was like, hey, maybe she did tell her. Because then all of a sudden that the um, supermarket employee was standing directly behind me in the line, you know, behind the girl crying. And I'm like, I ain't do nothing. <laughs> my shopping cart didn't move. Like that, right. that little girl walked into my cart. I wasn't even looking because I, I heard her cry, and that's when I turned around. So I'm like, look, I'm, I'm looking forward. Y'all not engaging me in anything because I know I didn't do anything, and I don't want to be in a position where I have to talk to anybody in here because, you know, I get a perp activity in the supermarket that I go to. I go to the same supermarket all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I'm like, nope, headphones on, focus, and, you know, try to get in and out, but, Anyway, I just I had to share that because I was just like, I can't even believe that people put their kids at risk, but I guess they do. I mean, because I get, you know, like a lot of the community harassment, you know, it's 8 to 80, right? I mean, I get older people, you know, you get kids, and then you get the people who use their children, they use the babies. So I guess it's not so hard to believe. I just I just think it's really sad. <laughs> Yeah, it, it 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 is very mind-boggling how people would use children, and I'm telling you, I've seen some children um, in this neighborhood who I've known literally since they were maybe one or two or maybe three, mm-hmm. and their parents were perps, and now mm-hmm. as adults, those children are perps too. Of course, it has to be. Like I think about this all the time because I'm like, well, if you're raising your children to do this to people. Yeah. Obviously, to me, I think most of them, maybe not all, but a majority of them are going to grow up to be perps. I mean, that just makes yeah. sense, you know, which is And they probably get on the, on the perp payroll, too, once they get a certain age. I, I also sure. think, that, I think that they use um, those children at their schools as well to perp other children. Because oh, remember, sure we do. have targeted, yeah, remember we have targeted children that go to school. And mm-hmm. so I'm pretty sure they use, they probably train and use these children to, you know, to perp. I, I absolutely agree with you. Sad, sad, sad. Yeah, this world is uh, there's something else, I tell you. <laughs> yeah. Something else, but I don't know. Well, thank you for um, listening, and thank you again for having this call. It's just, it's um, really um, a good thing. I'm just glad that I found it because um, it's been almost four years now I've been um, going through this. So it's like, it, you know, once you kind of know and you know that other people are experiencing the same thing, I think it, it helps a bit, especially it helps to yeah. talk, I mean, about things. Um, so, yeah, so thank you. You're so very welcome. 
Okay, I'll put down host. Star two, if you'd like to speak. Okay. Star two. Star two. Okay, so I want to talk about. Hold on. Let me see if this is true. Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk about something that um, a lot of TIs, I don't know if I can say most, but a lot of TIs, especially the ones who get the targeting, like we were just talking about with the street theater and the, the harassment and all of those things. Um, because of the traumas based around it, a lot of people will become hypersensitive. And so I wanted to read this article about hypervigilance and what it is and um, and how it's different to paranoia, because it's really closely related to paranoia, but a little bit different, okay? So this is on um, Medical News Today, and it says hypervigilance is a state of heightened alertness accompanied by behavior that aims to prevent danger. But what, but what are its main symptoms and how can it be treated? People may mistake hypervigilance for paranoia, as a person experiencing hypervigilance may exhibit some behavior that seems paranoid. However, there are differences between these conditions. Understanding hypervigilance can enable people to access the, the right sort of help and better manage their symptoms. Okay, so let me scroll down. What is hypervigilance? People experiencing hypervigilance are usually sensitive to the environment and people around them. It's not a condition in itself, but a way of behaving that may be caused by trauma or an underlying mental health problem. When someone experiences hypervigilance, the subconscious is constantly anticipating danger. As a result, their symptoms, excuse me, their senses are on high, uh, are on high alert, ready to spot and respond to any danger. So you just know danger is coming, you know, and that's the case for many TIs, just kind of expect that danger is very close by. And so you just become sensitive to that. Um, the situations they are trying to spot might be a physical danger, a repeat of a traumatic event, something wrong in a relationship. And we have to add uh, a perp activity to this list, okay? Because, of course, this was not written for targeted individuals, but, you know, we already know. Okay, this super alertness makes people with hypervigilance feel and act as though uh, there is always a threat around the corner. Normally, they are not responding to a real threat, uh, rather, their brain is overanalyzing and overreacting to um, input from their senses. And, you know, by reading this, I almost said to myself, well, because it says normally they are not responding to a real threat. So I was thinking to myself, no, well, TIs really are responding to a real threat. But and in some cases that may be like Tia was describing that man just seemed like he was crazy or something. Um, so that could have possibly been a real threat. But for the most part with TIs, now physical things do happen. I've had it happen to me. And you guys, were, uh, Tia was talking about the touching and all of that. To me, you know, those are assaults. When, you, when it's an unwanted touch, you know, those are assaults. But of course, it wouldn't classify as that because that person can easily say, well, I was just touching her shoulder, you know. But we already know what it is because we know how they do. 
And I've been hit by a car. I mean, Jerome, who's on the call, he's been stabbed. So like there's real threats that can happen. But for the most part, and I hope it never does for anyone, but for the most part, um, we're these things that they do with the color and with the following and with, you know, whatever they do, those things are not going to harm us. I mean, it can harm us mentally if we allow it to, but we are all very, very strong. So we will not allow these things um, to, to be a threat to us. Okay, hypervigilance can be a symptom of post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD, anxiety, or other mental health conditions. So hyper uh, hypervigilance versus paranoia. The way people behave when they are experiencing hypervigilance can seem similar to paranoia. However, there are important differences between the two mental states. Delusion versus being on guard. In paranoia, people hold specific untrue beliefs that certain people or things are out to get them. People experiencing hypervigilance do not have any fixed beliefs about a specific thing happening. However, they are not delusional, but just on high alert. Okay, so I will put us in that category. Maybe some some TIs can't say all, but I don't think that TIs are uh, delusional at all. Um, now versus in the future. In paranoia, people have a delusional belief that someone or something is trying to harm them now in the present. In hypervigilance, people are on guard in anticipation of something bad happening in the future. Lack of awareness versus insight. In paranoia, people will not be aware that they are suffering from an illness and may believe that their delusions are true. Now, if you go to a therapist, uh, you may get some good therapy. Like I got from one of my therapists, one of them was all the way perped out. The other one later became perped. But when I was getting um, good, you know, therapy from, from that one, um, you know, she never, she, she told me, you know what this is? This is um, PTSD, okay? But if you go to a therapist, that is a perp and involved with this stuff, they will try to tell you that you are delusional, that it's all in your mind, that you have persecution complex, that you are paranoid, schizophrenic. Don't let anybody tell you that because you're not. This is this is real. This really happens, okay? Um, in hypervigilance, people often have an awareness that there is no objective reason to be on edge but find it hard to relax. Okay, symptoms. There are some physical symptoms of hypervigilance, hyper but most symptoms are behavioral. The physical signs and behaviors that people experiencing hypervigilance may show are explored below. Physical symptoms. Not everyone experiencing hypervigilance shows physical signs, but some do. When people do show physical symptoms, they may include diluted pupils. Okay, I didn't know that. Breathing very quickly, seeming restless, sweating, having a rapid heartbeat. And now to me, all of that could be signs of anxiety as well. 
Okay, behavioral symptoms. The way a person behaves when they are experiencing hypervigilance can vary. However, there are some common types of behavior that often occur. People experiencing hypervigilance may keep checking their surroundings and find it hard to focus on conversation. Be easily startled and jump or scream at things they hear or see suddenly. Overreact to things happening around them in a way that may seem hostile. Find crowded or noisy environments overwhelming. Look closely at people to see if they're holding weapons. Overanalyze situations and believe them to be worse than what they are. Overestimate the chances of a bad thing happening uh, to them physically or in their relationships. Be overly sensitive to people's tones or expressions, taking them personally. So everything somebody says you think is against you. I know a lot of people like that in the TI community. Have trouble getting to sleep or staying to sleep. Okay, so let me go around. Let's see. Okay, causes. Hypervigilance is the brain's way of protecting the body from danger. As such, people fighting in the military or experiencing violence at home may exhibit hypervigilance with good reason. However, hypervigilance can also happen when there is no real physical danger. When this happens, it is a result of a mental health condition. Well, in the TI community, um, the TIs have a reason to, to, you know, be hypersensitive like that. Okay. Triggers. There are common triggers that can bring on hypervigilant behavior in those who are affected by it. These triggers include feeling claustrophobic, crowded environments, uncertain situations, reminders of past trauma, arguments and shouting, criticism or embarrassment, competing uh, demands or expectations. So you just get overwhelmed with all the things you have to do. Um, for the day or whatever, chaotic behavior by others, feeling as if they have been abandoned, which could be based for many TIs, um, feeling or anticipating pain, being emotionally distressed. So the treatment for hypervigilance, um, the first step in treatment if a person experiences uh, hypervigilance due to domestic violence or military combat is to remove them from the dangerous environment. When someone experiences hypervigilance to a, due to a mental health condition or other treatments that may, um, other treatments that may help may include therapy um, or medication, like some anxiety medication or PTSD. Okay, so management techniques, as well as taking medication if it is prescribed and attending therapy if you have been referred, people may look for other ways to manage hypervigilance. Relaxation, deep breathing exercises or yoga may, may aid relaxation and help reduce anxiety so that people can better manage their symptoms. Exercise, uh, regular exercise will release endorphins, which may help reduce anxiety. Mindfulness, 
Being mindful of how they are feeling and focusing on the moment may help people monitor and reduce hypervigilant behavior. Communication, exp expressing how they feel to others and being willing to accept feedback about times they may have uh, overacted can be helpful. Objectivity, looking for an object, uh, object evidence as to whether there is a need to be so on guard may help people monitor their hyper-vigilant uh, hyper, uh, behavior. Okay, so anyway, I'll put the link to this article in the chat room, but I just thought it was a good one because that's something that we really don't talk about too much in the TI community, but it's very much a reality. And to me, it's very close to anxiety. It just seems like like it's very closely related to anxiety. So maybe something you want to read about later. Star two, if you would like to speak. Hello. Hi, Renata. I just have a question. It's not related to what you just said, but I wanted to know if you have heard of people who hand out flyers. Because I was thinking about how I went up to the guy and asked him, was he in community court or citizens on patrol? Is there, what do you think about having flyers that you just, when you suspect people are being a perp or they're doing that, what do you think about just handing them a flyer? I used to do it. You so know, how did so, it work? Like, what did your uh, flyer say and how did it work? Uh, let's see. I had created a flyer years ago and it was so full. <laughs> I had so much information on there. I can't remember everything that was on there. I would have to find one around here. But it basically, uh, let's see, what let's see what this say. It said something to the effect of this community. Um, some people in the community partake in community-based harassment. Um, of targeted individuals, and this is what a targeted individual is, you know. And if you are if you are asked to to partake in it, please do not, because it really harms people. And I gave the reasons why it harms people, um, how it harms families and chill even children can be targeted. Uh, I gave some relevant websites at the time, uh, in case you're interested in researching uh, this subject, you can Google it. Uh, or you can go to this website, things like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. How did they react to it? Uh, most of them were perps themselves. I noticed that. <laughs> I noticed that, but I gave it to them, you know, and some of them were like, oh, okay, yeah, oh, no, I would never partake in it. I remember saying to one lady, I said, you know, um, people, because as I would hand it to them, I would also try to talk to them, and some would, would, would allow you to do that and some would not. But I remember saying to this one lady, I said, um, you know, I said, and it's very subtle. They won't let you know that you're actually harassing an innocent person. I said, so, because I knew this lady was involved in the targeting. I said, so someone may approach someone like yourself and say, I want you to come outside, you know, when she walks up the street and you may think that's innocent enough. And she was like, oh, no, I would never do that. And to this day, she's still a perp. So. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, just curious and then there about was, that. There was, there was one um, family that had recently moved in uh, mm -hmm. one of the blocks around here. It wasn't my particular block, but I was walking the dog, so I was passing them out as I was walking the dog. And um, there was one family that had just moved in, and I wasn't too sure if I should give them a flyer, but I ended up giving them a flyer anyway. 
And um, the lady said, oh, I know all about this because they harass us all the time because I was telling her, you know, the police are involved and this and that. And she's like, everywhere we go, we get ran out of our house. Um, the police always harass us. And then she brought her son over who was maybe early 20s. And he started telling me, you know, how they're targeted, but they didn't really know a name for it. So it's good to do that even on more than one level. Um, okay. Most of the time you get perp pretty hard for doing it because of course they don't oh. want you to. But you yes. know, if you if you Google targeted individual flyer, you may come up with something because I know some TIs have put theirs online and that way you can just print it out or you could probably critique it to whatever you wanted to say. Okay. Because yeah. I really don't want to be talking to all these people. It would be much easier to just hand them flyers. And you can just hand them. You can just hand them. Because I, I, don't, I don't normally do a lot of talking. But if I felt led to, you know, say something, then I would. Or sometimes people will ask you, well, what is this? You know, so you're kind of forced to give a little bit of explanation. But however you want to do it, um, there are some flyers online, I think. Okay, I was just curious about that. I'm yeah. considering it. Okay. Yeah, because right. I, used, I used to have a website. It was called TIs United, actually. And um, so I had, like, my website on there and just all kind of stuff. So if I were to pull that flyer out now, I'd have to make a lot of changes. And when you said, you said that if you, start, if you were to start giving out flyers, you'd get perked a lot more. Uh, what do you like in what form? Just more of the same? Um... Well, they usually ramp it up anytime. I, I can just speak for myself, but anytime I do um, any kind of activism like that uh -huh. or trying to uh, wake people up to what's going on, I get increased police harassment, uh, you know, increased boots on the ground. It just everything ramps up. Okay. Because, of, because of course, they, you know, they don't want you to do it. So. But it shouldn't okay. discourage. But when you pass out flyers, you guys do not put them in people's mailboxes because that's against the law. You can put them on their door, but you cannot put them inside anybody's mailbox. So remember that. Did you have anything about the fusion centers on the flyer? I don't think I did. I don't think so. But like I said, oh. you can you can pull a flyer off um, the internet if you like, and just use that for the core, and then just change some things, and maybe you can add the fusion center on there. Mine was so crowded; it was almost back and front. I had so much information on there. Okay. Yeah, I would probably redo it and not have all that stuff because nobody's gonna take all the time to read all that stuff. So just get to the important stuff. Mm -hmm. And then okay. I, I had printed mine on yellow paper. I, I thought, you know, a bright color would be more, I don't know. I put mine on, on a light yellow paper. Yeah, but now you're saying that your perfect just got worse. It didn't help. So I don't I don't know if I want to. <laughs> but you know, I that's. To make it stop. Like, I want it to stop. That's what I yeah. really want. Well, you know, it was the same when I was going to City Hall or when I do any kind of activism because they're going to try to shut you down, you know. But I, when I was doing all that activism, I don't do as much as I used to. But when I was doing it, I, I didn't care how, how much they were targeting me. I continued to do it. I did not care. I was mad. I was sick of these people bothering me, and I did it, you know. And they, they're going to harass you because they want you to stop. But it's either that or I don't know how we get to freedom if we never speak out about it. You know, right. if we never 
exposed. Even even call even when I do calls and videos and stuff, I get hit hard for that because I'm trying to help people and I'm exposing. They don't like exposure, but I don't care. I'm still going to do what I feel God is calling me to do. I'm just still trying to get my mind wrapped around, like, why? Who has time to do this to people? Like, why would anybody be doing this? It just, it just really doesn't make any sense other than the only thing that makes sense is the book of Revelation where it talks about the one world system. That would be the yeah. only thing. If that's not happening right now, then it does, does, doesn't make any sense any other way. Yeah. Well, it is. It, it, we actually are going to a one world system and we would probably be considered the defectors or the ones who didn't fall in line. And as they move more towards this total new world order, which I know the new world order has been here for a while, but I think they're putting the finishing touches on it. Um, you know, we're the ones that probably won't fall in line. I know I'm not. And they I'm know not, that. Right. Exactly. I know I'm, I'm, I have no plans of voluntarily microchipping myself. Um, you know, I have no plans to do any of that. So they, you know, want to weed people like us out because we, we just, you know, we're not, we're not down with it. I'm not, I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I'm not. I'd oh, no. I'm not, I'm not serving, I'm not selling my soul, period, at all to say. Yeah, because there's no coming back. There's no altar call you can do after that. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Right. Altar call, you come up and accept it. There's no altar call for that. There's no, there's no coming back. So I don't plan on doing that either, but that's the only thing that makes sense of anything else. And then you get people who say they've been targeted for like 40 years. Like how? Because the fusion centers, they weren't even in existence back then. I don't understand. It's so much about this I don't understand. Like, the people who are targeted. Well, no, you know what? I believe those people. I believe those people because you have to remember like Pro, that was what, the 60s? Um, I think that started like around the 60s or so, if I'm not mistaken. But um, those people were definitely being targeted by the FBI. Now, the difference is now, to my understanding, is the technology. They didn't have the technology, the advanced technology that they have today. But that does not mean that those people were not being targeted because they were. They were being set up. They were being drugged by the CIA. They were being killed. They were being targeted just in a different manner. They can do it better now, you know, because of the technology. Okay. Uh, so, But it was something different, though. It wasn't the, it wasn't the fusion centers at the time. It was... But you know, I mean, things change, but it's still, you know, the program is just more advanced now, but it was, it was definitely happening to those people. And it's really sad because those people didn't have the power of the internet. They weren't able to meet each other and network like we are. So those people really suffered. Many of them died never knowing what was happening. Wow. And targeting in reality goes all the way back to the Bible days, really. What do you think they were doing to Jesus when they were following him around and stoning him and ultimately hung him up on the cross? That was all targeting. Right. That's true. That was, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I just, you know, I'm almost 50. I'll be 50 this summer. Mm-hmm. And I just... This is not the world I thought I was, even though the Bible 
clearly said that we would have persecution in the world and that the one world government was coming and all that stuff. It clearly says that. I just didn't think that if things would be like this ever, you know, mm-hmm. so I don't know. So I'm just still, just still like shaking my head and scratching my head and in denial sometimes and just wishing that it wasn't true. But it's, things happen so much every day that I can't stand denial for more than five minutes, <laughs> you know, because it is somebody standing outside my car again with the cell phone, just standing there. They just happened to stop right outside my car. You know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. On the street, I'm walking down the street, my, my car my car is a hot stop. They, they stop there for some reason. They stop and stand there yeah. and stare at their phone. And then they move on. You know, that kind of crap. So I, I can't be in denial. I started, long, to, I started to turn. I, I One thing that helps me, everybody has to find what helps them, how your brain is wired. But one, one thing that helps me is self-talk and the way that I choose to look at things. And so with the people always being by the car and things, now you're at home right now, I understand, but I get that same tactic um, when I'm out in public a lot. I get that a lot. And so rather than me getting frustrated by that, because I was, I start to tell myself, you know what? They really helped me find my car in the parking lot because they do. Yes. Because I'm, I'm, not good. I'm not good with, you know, with finding my car. So my husband told me to look for landmarks. So now I say to myself, just look for the park. You, you'll know where the car is. It's true. It's true. And that helps me. No, I know. They're always by the car. Yes, either they're going to be standing by my car or they're going to be sitting by my car or sitting, you know, their car is directly behind mine or directly in front of mine. So I just look for the park and I know where my car is. <laughs> With me, they're either standing there, they're walking around it, or they're smoking by it. But mostly they're just standing there. It's just yeah. the weirdest thing. But yeah, I'll look at it that way. I, that's, <laughs> that's a good way to look at it. But I'm talking about also when I'm sitting in my car, they come and stand by it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. I mean, I was, I normally um, back, uh, I usually back in, especially my driveway at home, I back in because they were um, standing in my blind spot a lot. You know, they would just be there. And of course, you can accidentally hit them or whatever. So I back in a lot. Well, my son uh, parked my car the other day, uh, I think it was last week in the garage, and he pulled me in forward. So that morning when I went to work, I had to back out. This lady comes out of nowhere. She's standing right behind my car. Right of course. behind my car. This is what, six something in the morning. I'm leaving. I mean, nobody really, you know, is walking past a house at six in the morning. And she's right. just standing there. But I know better. I know better. I know that I have to look very carefully all around me because they do all that perp activity. They do it. They do all of that. Then, so they get then they're suing you. Oh my God! You should have saw how close she was to the back of my car, and I have no yes, idea where she came she, from. She wanted she you to came, hit her so she could sue you, as, and she was already on a cane. But yeah, <laughs> yes, <Yeah, so laughs> these, people, these people are. You know, I have just i i i used to try to find a word for them because evil is not even fitting. Like no. I don't, demonic is not fitting. I really, this this might sound weird to some, but I truly don't think some of these people are human. I really don't, because humans wouldn't do this stuff. Something's not, these have to be the fallen angels, or some some spirit is operating in them that's just not normal. Like, nothing's well, normal. Today, have you ever listened to David? I think his name is David Iker. I don't know how to say his last name. But he yeah, would agree I used with to you. Love him. 
Yeah. Yeah. He he agrees with you. He doesn't think that. <laughs> I mean, well, the Bible even says sometimes. The Bible says sometimes we entertain angels unaware. So if you can sometimes entertain angels unaware, it's very possible that sometimes you can entertain fallen angels unaware. They're around too, you know. Yeah, it's it's something. I I I, I don't know, but it's something. It, it's something yeah. that's just not. It's it's not it's not even human to even think. Like who would have even thought up something like this? This is crazy. The devil. That's what I'm saying. And you know, we know that he's a spirit and he works through people. And that's what he's doing. He's working through so many different people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I've just, I, I really am grateful for like uh, forums like YouTube and stuff because I never would even have known. I just would have been going through this continually by myself. But the thing is, if YouTube decides to close down all the, um, you know, the conspiracy theory type people, I think mm -hmm. they will eventually go after um, people that talk about gang stalking and targeting because when I went, I went to a priest one time to tell him what was happening to me and that's the first thing he went to. Oh, you got to really not think like that because I know a man, he's a conspiracy theorist and now he's, he's no good. He's pretty much in his mother's um, basement. He won't even come out anymore and I don't want to see you turn out like that. He's a conspiracy theorist. I mean, I didn't use that word conspiracy. I told him people are doing weird things. I'm having repetitive type things. Have, and then he immediately went to, it's a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Well, I mean, he immediately connected a person feeling like they're targeted, saying that they're being targeted. He immediately connected it to you being, to being a conspiracy theorist. So if YouTube is talking about taking down all those types of channels, then... I just wonder what the poor TIs that don't even know they're a TI yet, how they're going to find any help. You know, it's really sad. Well, there, there, um, the Lord will provide another avenue. There are actually other, other avenues that are just not as popular as, as oh. YouTube. But you know, oh. something, something else. We'll find something. But um, YouTube actually came out with something last week that said they're going to start shutting down more channels of conspiracy yeah. theories. No, I've heard a lot of people talking about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not even anything worried negative. About it. They pretty much said anything that's negative or feeds mm -hmm. into something that's against the positive narratives that they like, then they're gonna demonetize them and shut some of them down. So. And it's all censorship. It's really all censorship. They they want you to talk about I don't know makeup tutorials and how yes. to sew a blouse or you know everything. How to put in a weave. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Because you know what? Too many people are waking up. That's what it is. That's the truth. It's too many people waking up because most people get their news from YouTube now. I know I do. Right. You know, we can't believe anything mainstream media. My husband and I, we, we laugh about when we watch the news, like the evening news. They'll just circle the weather like 10 to 15 times. And I'm like, it's some real stuff happening out there. You know, they don't, they don't tell you they don't they don't right. they'll, they'll focus on something very minute you know so um youtube is where it's at but they're they're trying to shut that down and even for us who another, have our channel uh-huh do you know of another site that's kind of like because i don't know of any other place like that has videos and different channels 
I don't know of any other places um, that it used to. I can't think of the name of it. I had tried. It was one TI who really wanted people to, to join this other site. So I had checked it out. But it was more, um, it was a little more difficult, not as user-friendly. And it was it was almost like everybody had their own television station and you do more video conferencing than just, you know, listening to a video was more, I don't know. Um, and I think what's called, if anybody is listening, knows the name of that one, Bluetooth. It was something similar to YouTube, but it was something else. Um, and well, they're they're one of them, they want to Huh? No, I was just saying they're going to have to make it more user friendly because if YouTube does what they're saying they're going to do, people are going to need somewhere else to go. Bottom line, because the truthers and people that are into, you know, woke people need to have a forum still. So, and you know what? We'll, 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 we'll land somewhere. It's just like when um, Talk to you. I'm one of the last ones left on Talk to you. I think there's one other TI, but uh, Talk to you was full of TIs. And they did what they did last year. So all the TIs left, but they found other places. So it'll work out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, Renata. No problem. Thank you. Okay. Star two, you would like to speak. Hello. Hi, Renata. It's Lauren. How are you? Lauren, my friend, Hi. Hi, baby girl. How are you? Oh, you've been all my life. Ah, oh, hanging in there, baby. Knocked <laughs> down, but not knocked out, man. All right. Oh. How's Southern, how Southern Cal? How's Southern Cal? How's um, Lillian doing? Uh, Lillian is improving much better. Uh, we've got pinned against the wall, so Lillian, unfortunately, we're made now for my sister to have to go to psychiatrist. But, you know, uh, we've been through so much. Um, she feels kind of optimistic about talking things out, you know, because she's played really hard with the V2K. Uh, yeah. The weather-wise, weather it's a desert, high desert where we are. So it's a little different than Los Angeles. We miss it. But we're going to give it the uh, opportunity. At least we have, you know, a lot of privacy. And we have shelter now, which I believe we were really perked heavily to keep us in a state of homelessness. You know, yeah, and I and I can tell everybody when you go through trials and tribulations and you get through the storm, uh, you be surprised if you come out of it changed. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. sometimes through God, it, it might all of it might be for the betterment. You know, it's made me a really, really very tough is what it's done. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But we're hanging in there. We're hanging in there, and I can't tell everybody enough. Stay close. Uh, to God and, and the real God. I mean, I'm even wary of a lot of these organized religions because to me it's like where they're leading us to in the New World Order. The church is on life support. You know what I mean? Right, right. They're fabricating a lot of the scripts, and if you go back and literally read basic English comprehension of the Bible, we're being misguided is what I'm saying. So uh, until I can find, you know, uh, a place that's going to be close you know, to my understanding, I'm just going to keep on, Renata, Lillian and I have just looked at each other, we're going to keep on getting closer and maintaining our bond with God and close to the scriptures, literally, you know what I mean? Very Instead good. Yeah, we're living in Babylon, a lot of confusion, confusion, and to make us not want to think straight, you know, and fear-based, 
and that's not where it's at. The summertime is here. That's what I told them on the call last night. We're human beings at the end of the day. Have activity. Enjoy the sun. Enjoy life. This program wants to make us, uh, you know, discount ourselves, our existence. That's not a real life, and it's not a thought. It's not. Very true. Uh, Lauren has a great uh, talk show. I don't know. You, you love talk show, huh? I had to, Renata. I was perked to the point where I had uh, pornos, swastikas, emblems of KKK, slandered by some so-called TI perps really bad that I even just, you know, did a ghost for quite a few months, you know. I just began to express how that moderator, Ryan, really attacked me. It was, I mean, it was really at a level of racism that was, I don't know, guys, wow, like birth of a nation. I mean, really archaic. I want you guys to know that. Very archaic. But I must be feeling better because I don't really feel like going all into details. God got me through that. He really did. And the only thing I'll tell any genuine targeted individual it's nice to have a messenger, but don't ever be spiritually, emotionally, and most important, intellectually lazy. Do your research. Yeah. If you're even reading the Bible, literally read the script. It's a history book. It's a book of lessons. Really read it and capture the understanding. It's about groups of people. It's about human nature. It's about nothing is new under the sun. They try to mask things in the words of aliens. They're fallen demons. There's no aliens, God. We just got technology, and that's been around for a long, long time. Yeah. Don't be swayed with all those fantasies where you're scared to go to sleep at night. Don't sleep in your car in front of your house or apartment. You paid money for that. Go upstairs. Lay in your bed. Yeah, there are Lock TIs the who do that. There are TIs who do that, Lauren. They want to uh, up. Exactly. Uh-uh. That's all social engineering, mind manipulation, again, to destroy thyself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the Bible is also a, a survival uh, kit, if you want to call it that. I, I call it that. If you would follow the principles and guidelines and commandments, uh, there's nothing that we can't endure. And, yes, I do have a call on Saturday, and I'm actually having a spiritual call tonight at 6 o'clock. Uh, connecting so-called is technology and spirituality to show that there's nothing new under the sun. I'm a very skeptical woman, but you know what? This program is so indifferent. They don't care who they catch in their net. You know what I mean? Of yeah. subjugation. They never looked at any of us as individuals. You know what I'm saying? And the truth of the matter, even before I was targeted, I always was a suspicious yet thinking woman. I think. And I'm not a natural follower. So I would be really sucky for a cult. I'm not a follower by nature. I can believe what I can believe, but I'll, I'll always do my research. I'm skeptical by nature, very skeptical. Always. So give your information, Lauren. Uh, Renata, I will be on at 6 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, which is 9 o'clock Eastern. I'm on a free uh, conference call for now. Uh, and the area code is 605. 313-5522, and my code is 701-277-POUND. 
Lauren, is that is this set up is this set up similar to talk show? Is it easy for for the moderator? Mm, I can give everyone a playback number. I think talk show for the uh, the price of being free was absolutely awesome. You could get the manuscripts and go over comments in the chat room. You could retrieve yeah. your calls faster. Uh, yeah. I missed talk show. I got to the point I was so perfect I didn't even have the option to have the big red circle to even record my call. That's how bad. Mm -hmm. And every time I got mm -hmm. on to have a show, I really got tired of the porno depravity. That was really kind of grossing me out. Well, they, they, they got that porno stuff over here. It only worked one week. Um, and then what I did from there was I started putting where uh, guests couldn't come in. You had to have a register. Ah, I should have yeah. done that. I really yeah. should have done that. And the last one I even had, I was doing an interview that time. They really got really, you know, horrible. And what I keep stressing and all I, you know, coming out of my storm, we must be vigilant and very, very, very um, uh, used, uh, inspect everything. We have factions coming at us both externally, which is the program itself, you know, bureaucracies, our job, gang stalking, but also internally. That would be close friends, family, mutual TIs. We have factions all for the purpose to take us down. And the best way to sort of cut through the jive is think, think like Charlie Brown. Think like a second grade. Remember, children are simple. They don't pick up gullibility. They don't pick up idolatry. They don't pick up worship. They don't pick up fear. Process like a child. You'll always be ahead. Don't, don't, don't think, don't even process like an adult. Don't, don't even do that. No, no, no. You know, we are being, we are being managed externally and internally. And the more simplistic we think, the more you can see the, the you know, the management sort of. We're being managed. Absolutely. But anyway, Renata, I hope you and your guests listening can join in. It will be a spiritual call. I don't do it every Sunday, but I do. I always have a call on Saturdays, always. It will either start at 9 o'clock Eastern time or sometimes an hour later. But pretty much if I can do it, I will be right as rain, everyone. And thank you for the opportunity to announce the call, Renata, as always. I, no I miss your friendship and your spirit. I do. I know. I texted you when I was in L.A. just to tell you I was leaving. You did. You did. But you left already. You had to um, see your daughter. Who's down well, there. no, I wasn't I gone yet. When when I text you, I hadn't left yet. But I was. I left probably oh. about an hour later. But I didn't want to bother you. I was just saying hi because I was in the We're area. getting established here. Well, next time you're down here, I'm in, I'm in Antelope Valley, about 80 miles from Los Angeles. Right Ooh. off the 14th. So if you let me know when you're down in LA, I'm about I'm about a, a little, about an hour and a half. If you kind of let me know, I'll meet you someplace or have you come on over, come over for dinner or something, or you leave. Yeah, I love it. Okay, I'll mean, let you and know. I mean I'm, I'm actually yeah. going um, there twice this twice um, before the summer ends, but I think they're both going to be really quick trips. But anyway, okay. I, I usually don't like to in in impose on people, but I just say hello. That's all. I I, I don't either. I really don't. I know we're going to. I know we're going through a lot of yeah. stuff with this program. I'm going to guys on uh, Friday. Uh, she was here in Oakland. I went and met up with her real quickly. But I How was that? How was it? Yeah. Um, it was okay, but I'm going to just be honest, okay? Let me just be honest. I okay. mean, it was okay because she she's a nice person, so it was okay. But uh, okay. my 
experience with TIs. I don't mm -hmm. like to really meet up with them in person too much. I'm for one thing, mm -hmm. I'm more of a scenes person. I'll do my okay. YouTube lives and you know my videos or whatever and this. Mm -hmm. But a lot of TIs find a reason to say you're perping them. And so I just kind of rather not in most cases. Um, the internal factions with mother experience have been more horrific than the external. Um, I want to help the cause, and I think I'm a better helper now. Occasionally do a call. I think I'll always, until this program's exposed, be a TI. However, I've latched on to other causes that I'm impassioned about. And yeah. also with the, this is a part of being managed. Uh, uh, it's they're grooming internally a lot. The basic, for the most part, the community is being groomed under a type of cult, mind control, and that yeah. saddens me. I like to see more independent thought, real independent thought. Uh, when you're under a cult, you be, you do become emotional, intellectual, lazy. Then also with the combination with the program, they want us to lose our assimilation, association, civilization. So we become odd and weird. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yep. at the end result, we become a collapsed walking mess, you know. And the truth of the matter is, my mom wasn't the help. She wasn't a mate for wealthy people for me to be walking around at age 58 acting odd. And I was never odd and weird. I really right. wasn't. That, that's not me. Paranoid. No, no, that's not me. I wasn't set for that. Yeah. You know. So, uh, yeah. so the outcome on both factions is to make us very defective human being. That's what they really want. That's you true. know what I mean? But we must, that's what we must fight always and say, I he wasn't set that way. I'm not going to be that. Because really, your perks are odd and peculiar. You know that's what I mean? true. Very. <laughs> they're, they're very. Most of them are criminals, sex offenders. They're the, the dredges of society. They're garbage. Quite frankly, they're garbage. And that's very. it. But yeah, thank you, Renata. Thank you very much. Okay, so you said 6 o'clock tonight? 6 o'clock tonight, Cali time, which would be 9 o'clock Eastern time. All right, so I'm going to listen in, Lauren, but I probably won't speak, but I will listen, okay? I love it. I would love it if you listen in. And thank you always for your support, and more importantly, Renata, your friendship. You're really, you know, you're really genuine, okay? Oh, thank you, Lauren. Likewise. Yeah, yeah both here. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to put you on hold. We have a couple people okay. on the street. We're going to wrap it up in about 15 minutes, you guys. Okay, thanks so much, Lauren. Good to hear from you. Sure. Good to hear from you. Lauren's special. She's so sweet. Very kind lady. All right. Okay, make it quick, you guys, please, so we can end on time. Hello? Yeah, hi there. I'm just, I was just having trouble with my phone. I actually called someone else and they told me the same thing that my phone was breaking up, so I don't know um, if it would be purple. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just want to wrap it up. It's, um, yeah, so I was going through some uh, interesting thing where they tried to put someone else into my life that was, this just turned out to be very creepy, very weird, and very bizarre. But so it didn't work out. But um, it didn't work out for them. It worked out for me because I caught it. But, uh, yeah, I don't let them uh, bring me down. I just carry on with my uh, with my situation. I keep my life best way I can. I just keep it. Uh, just keep it up. I just keep the vibration high. I don't. I try, I try not to uh, bring the vibration down. And uh, that that's that's about it. That's um, uh, yeah. Just 
I don't know what you're going through, uh, but I'm speaking from my end. I just try and keep myself up with my daily routine, the affirmations and the exercise and the karate. And that's about it. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Jerome. Put you on hold. Star two, you want to speak. Hello. Hi, it's T. Um, I just wanted to share something because, you know, when I – hello? Yes, go right in. Oh, okay. With the targeting, I, I just think of it as involuntary psychological experimentation. And um, I wanted to share a book that I um, read a long time ago. It's called Medical Apartheid. And they talk about, um, and it's a, the dark history of medical experimentation on black Americans from colonial times to the present. And mm -hmm. it's by a, a woman named Harriet Washington. I think she's mm -hmm. associated with um, Harvard. And she talks about um, MKUltra in here a little bit. And the CIA, like, just to piggyback off what you were saying, this stuff is not new. Um, it's just that the technology, you know, has allowed them, I guess, to do more things or do them faster or, you know, get more people involved or whatever it is. You know, this country has been um, experimenting on folks, you know, citizens, and I'm sure other countries have been doing, you know, stuff to their own citizens in voluntary um, medical experimentation as well as what, to me, this, the targeting is psychological experimentation and voluntary. But um, if anybody's interested, it's a really good book. Um, and it talks about all the medical stuff, and it does um, talk about uh, the CIA and MKUltra and mind control program as well. Um, this is nothing new. I, just, I think it's funny, you know, they try to make it seem like targets are mentally ill or whatever, or like this is some far-fetched idea. I'm like, this stuff has been going on for a long time. It's just the technology okay. that makes it different, you know? And it's yeah. not that we, it's not documented, um, you know, so if anybody's interested, again, the book is it's called Medical Apartheid, uh, The Dark History of Medical Experimentation on Black Americans from Colonial Times to the Present, and it's by Harriet A. Washington. I, I just, just want to share yeah, Thank you. I may try to get that. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks thank you. So okay. Bye. Bye. Okay. Start two. Hello. Hi, Renata. I missed um, the information, the phone number for Lauren's call. I just wanted to get that. Oh, okay. And then I also wanted to tell you that lately on the call, um, I can't text or do anything like that. Like, you know how you have the message board on the side? Because I tried oh, to ask you the question. The chat room. Yeah, hey, stop it. No, go sit. Yeah, the chat room. Um, uh -huh. it, it, it for the past like month, it hasn't been. I, I can never type anything on there. Oh really? I, you know what? I'm gonna have to let um, talks you know that because I noticed nobody's in the chat room. So maybe well, nobody. We tried. Can it doesn't. It doesn't allow you to type anything. Like it's locked. Okay, so if you come in as a guest, I have blocked guests. Okay, so if you. If you sign in with your username and password, it should be okay. Oh, I didn't sign in. Okay, that's why then. Okay, yeah. that explains it. And, okay, and can I get Lauren's phone number for her, yeah, for her, for her call? Yeah. 
I'm going to give that to you. The only reason why I do that, you guys, because Lauren was just talking about how people were putting porn in her chat room. That was happening to me, too. That same person oh. was coming in as a guest and putting in, like, disgusting stuff. And, and I couldn't okay. get it off the screen. And so I started blocking anybody who didn't log in. Because if someone right. logs in, your IP address can be traced and we can figure out who it is. But as oh, a guest, okay. we, we can't figure it out. Okay, oh. so Lauren's um, dialing number is 605-313-5522. And her code is 701-277-POUND. I think it's POUND after that. I think normally okay. she's Saturday. Huh? You said normally she's at seven? No, no. Normally, I believe she says she, she comes on on Saturdays, but she's doing a special call tonight at 6, 6 p.m. Yeah, you're, you're in the same vicinity as she is, so it'll be 6 p.m. for you and 9 Eastern okay. tonight. Thank you so much. Thanks. All right. No problem. Okay, so you guys, we're going to end it right there. Um, thank you all for coming to the call, and I... Um, I hope you all join in over on Lauren's call. I'm going to go over there. I'm going to listen. Um, I mean, I may speak, but I'm probably just going to listen. Um, and the topic that we were talking about today, hypervigilance, I hope you guys do your research on that because a lot of TIs do uh, suffer with that. And it's important to know the signs and know that anxiety, hypervigilance, paranoia, um, all of that stuff we can really help ourselves through it. I, I, I'm a witness for a lot of that stuff that I really try to do a lot of self-help to try to get myself through some of this stuff um, because it's hard. It's hard to deal with and this stuff will creep up on you without you even knowing. So of course, prayer, um, fasting, getting out in nature, whatever kind of hobbies you like, uh, of course, being around friends and loved ones and people who love you. These are all very important things that each TI should, should be trying to do. And we should always, always, always be into self-help. I'm, I'm strong in self-help category. I read all kinds of stuff. I look at all kinds of videos, not just um, TI related, but things to encourage me and try to, you know, keep that spirit man alive because that's very, very important. So thank you all. And I will talk to you guys next Sunday. Um, have a very blessed week, and we'll talk again. I'll meet you guys over on Lawrence Call. Bye, you guys.